Hello and welcome back to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host Adam Conradi and I'm joined by my other two co-hosts as always Noah Ziegler and Jacob Diedenhofer. Say, say what's up. What's going on everybody? Don't talk unless you have an all state title within the past two years. I can't talk. Jacob, you should uh, stay, stay quiet for now. I'll be quiet. I'll move you from the Zoom already. All Sorry. right, I'll see you all later. Bye-bye. As Noah brought up, yeah, we met, we have missed a lot ever since our last episode, and there's a lot to catch up on, including an All-A state title and a huge upset in a big game by one of our teams. Won't say who, though. All right, let's go. All right, to start off the week, we're going to go through last week's biggest headlines. Uh, this is a huge one. Uh, as we uh, mentioned the other week, Scotty Droud scored his 3,000th point. Well, we also mentioned that he was very close to becoming the all-time leading scorer in ninth region history, and he did that last Friday at Dixie. It's, and he passed Brandon Hatton, who played at Dixie and on Friday, and it was a very cool moment. Brandon wasn't there, so that's sad, but it was really cool. Do you guys remember uh, watching Brandon at all when you were in high school? Yep, I remember freshman year of high school when I was actually at St. X. They played Dixie, and I went to that game. All right, next up on Notable Week highlights, obviously I think this is probably the upset of the year, St. Henry beating Cuffcath in Erlanger as Wyatt Veith scored a free throw with 0.9 seconds left. Um, we've talked about the iconic picture, and yeah, Wyatt Veith obviously finally doing it. I think when he came to high school, and he, he definitely had that hype, as weird as it is to say, like he, he did build that hype with him and Jude Bessler as eighth graders. And when he came to high school, I think it was a fair question of, all right, is this is this the person to finally get St. Henry to beat Cuffcath again? And it turns out it was. And biggest win in recent program history outside of, well, you know, the two All-A State titles, which we'll get to the second one at least in a little bit. But biggest regular season win in a very long time, just a huge win for the program. And it shows that just the parody of Northern Kentucky basketball is insane this year. Just whoever, anyone can beat anyone. And the fact that St. Henry beat Cuffcath, Beachwood beat St. Henry, it, it really does show that anyone can beat anyone. I mean, and hell, Holy Cross beat Beachwood. So in, in, in a world, Holy Cross could beat Cuffcath maybe. I don't know. I know transitive property doesn't actually mean anything, but. Gallatin County beat Beachwood as well. So if you want to look at it that way. Newcath also beat Holy Cross. And we're talking about Allison County. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyways, but St. Henry beating Cup Guys, obviously a huge win for the program. I, I think that really makes it to where no matter what happens in the postseason, and uh, it, again, it, a couple of days later, he wins all A State, so it doesn't really even finish it. it it's just, you know, him beating Cup Guys already put a bow on his St. Henry career and ended that long streak it just felt like they, St. Henry would never be Cuffcath again and I'm saying this as an alum and I'm saying this as an unbiased journalist uh that I'd never thought St. Henry would be able to get back to the point of Cuffcath as at least when Rusats is there because there's no way that Cuffcath is ever going to see a steep decline if Rusat stays there but uh Adam I want to hear your thoughts, Jacob. I know. Well, I'll, Jacob, I'll get your outside thoughts looking in uh, in a second. But uh, no offense, I, I, I kind of want to see what the the two alums have to say about this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it was a truly awesome game to watch. I, I was in the same boat as you. I did not think it was possible with Rusats. There's no coincidence that ever since Scott Rusats has been hired, St. Henry has not even been able to compete with Cuffcat, and. 
honestly, it hasn't really been a very close game until the last couple of years with Beef and Bessler, and they really turned it around. And for them to make this huge step at this point in the season, it, it's really great to see. And the last time that St. Henry beat Cubcats was when we were in – so it would have been 2012, I believe. It was Jude Bessler's older brother Benny's senior year. <laughs> so that was – so 2012, if that was in – it depends when that was. If that was 2012, I, I, I that's either our seventh or eighth grade year, depending, I guess, when that was. was it, but yeah. either way, yeah, it's been a long time. We've been through high school, and I, it, to put it this way, I graduated high school, and I am I'm two and a half months – or ex, shoot, I'm less than two months away from graduating college and since the last time St. Henry beat Cuffcath. And that's – that – Wow, that just hit me, huh? Um, all right, let's move on real quick. Because <laughs> let's just move on after that shit. Uh, Jacob, what do you have to say about it? Is it? I mean, overall, like through my high school career, I've never. It's not like I've never not been a fan of St. Henry. Like I've never had a problem with them. But like being around you guys and just how the year's been, I've been become a very big fan of what they're doing over there. And it was really exciting to see that they were able to pull it off because just. Who doesn't love an underdog? And not necessarily now that we've seen them play. I wouldn't consider them an underdog anymore. But in that time, it was probably great underdog story. So very proud of them. I would like to point out we beat Covcath in 2016. So just saying. That is right. Y'all did. Was yeah. that Ben? Was Ben Wire? Region 9, Ben Wire, Drew McDonald. Game of my life. I forgot Drew McDonald. Just saying. Then we went to the Final Four State and lost to Dunbar, Region which is okay. But NKU legend. NKU legend, Drew McDonald everybody let's go to the all a state classic which is where all the private schools were competing for a state championship Heck yeah saint henry came out on top for the second straight year and this is their third overall title on or last friday they went to walton verona in the sectionals and beat them 73 to 29 and then after that they went to west carter beat them 64 to 65 to 48. And then for the semis and the finals, they went to Eastern Kentucky and they beat Lexington Christian 72 to 49. And then Clinton County 74 to 57. So none of these games were even close games whatsoever. All of them were double digit games throughout. In the last game, Wyatt Beath had 27 points on 11 of 15 from the field. They were just shooting very well, very, very high percentage from the free throw line, as you would expect from them. And honestly, St. Henry is playing their best basketball right now, even after beating Covcath. And that's really great to see as a fan of them. And it's awesome to see going into the regional tournament because it looks like St. Henry is playing really well. And Covcath, they just came off a huge win against Elizabethtown on Saturday where Mitch Riley went off for 30 and 20. We'll get to that. And then Highlands just got their 20th win tonight. So... It's going to be a really fun ninth region tournament coming up. I definitely agree, and I think yeah, I said this earlier. I like the Cubcath game put a bow on YB's career, but I think him winning just a second All A State title and doing it in such a commanding fashion. I think it, I, I sent this to you guys, and I sent this to my dad. But I, re, I really think at that point you have to consider him the greatest St. Henry basketball player of all time, no matter if they win the region or not. And I know that probably might be a little bit ignorant considering the 2003 team won the region. And that's, I mean, the only regional title in school history. So 
you got to put that in effect. And also there very well could have been a state championship banner if they didn't run into Chris Lofton in Mason County. But anyways, we don't have to reminisce on stuff that I don't even remember. Why beat winning a, a second All-A state title? It's, I mean, that it, take it how it is. That's the closest that we could get to a state title that, I mean, the state of Kentucky loves its basketball. That's why it's always going to have the open play that it does the sweet 16 and by God, may that never change. But the All-A state title is just the only way that we're ever going to be able to say, hey, yeah, we we won the state. We won. I mean, and it's fair. So why be just being able to put St. Henry on the map consistently and being able to do it even after beating Cuffcath? I figured they beat Cuffcath. Those kids probably feel on the moon. At some point, someone's going to take them down, right? No, they just went and just destroyed every single team they played. And the fact that, and that, that tells me that not only are they in it, just they are playing well they're in it mentally they're bought into this they're bought they're buying into this whole thing it's just now that they have to put those pieces together they haven't played highlands in a long time they haven't played beachwood in a long time and the fact of the matter is is cuff calf whenever they lose to someone it's very hard to beat them again and once it comes to the regional tournament there are four teams that could beat each other on any given night throw in five potentially six it's going to be crazy. It really is going to be crazy. And championship week, which we will run through a preview later, championship week is going to be telling. And we, we're just going to – I mean, it, it, I'm just so excited for it, honestly. It's going to be so fun. All right, another notable headline of the past week is that Lloyd came in on a five-game winning streak playing some great basketball, and they came into my boys, Newport Catholic, and beat them by 12, which can't complain if you're hot like that. I'm not going not gonna to argue it. They played some good basketball, and at that point, did we really deserve to win if they were playing that well and we were playing that bad? So I'm going to give it to Lloyd. They are very proud of how they've been playing. But then yesterday, I guess kind of took a detour. Maybe they just weren't in it mentally and they then lost to Scott. So some late season fire from them kind of burnt out yesterday at Scott. And then another noble headline is Calvary Christian has been playing some great basketball as of late as they have beat Brossert and Ryland back-to-back wins, and they won the NKAC Classic on Saturday. And I don't know if this is just something that's been in them all season and it's finally starting to come out, but if they could play like this the rest of the year, it would be it would be very cool to see them. Definitely. I always love the small schools kind of getting a shot at this. And, I mean, just look at look at Calvary. I mean, they're sitting at a record of 19-8, and 5-3 and three in the region, uh, beating Brossard. It, it, it's – I mean, it's just cool to see that. It's cool to see them actually be able to put this together because it's not its not a big school. So I go back to the whole idea of it really is all about a matter of luck, a matter of, you know, years ago, you got to get lucky with people deciding to send their kids to Calvary and they turn out to be good at basketball. And the fact of the matter is at a school like Calvary, that's going to happen a lot less often than at other schools like St. Henry or Newcastle. So always cool to see them. And, hey, maybe they have a shot to make it to the uh, district championship and make some noise in the region. Yeah, they got the three seed over uh, Brossard. So that's that's really cool in itself. I'm sure that was one of their season goals. So that's great to see. All right, here are some top performances of last week. Mitchell Riley played Elizabeth 10 on Saturday and got 31 points and 22 rebounds with another stellar performance. And if he's able to play like that during district and region, he's going to be a very scary person to guard, a very scary person to play on defense if he's able to get to the ball that quick and that easy. So very good job to Mitchell Riley over the weekend. 
right, yeah. yeah, another player that I think deserves a lot of credit is Kelly Neese. And we, we've been a big fan of him on the podcast. He dropped 42 in a win over Ashland Blazer. Uh, the team has they, – they've struggled in northern Kentucky. Uh, they've lost to Highlands and just haven't really been able to kind of put pieces together up north. But uh, Kelly Neese dropping 42 points really just fuels the fact that he is probably by far the eighth region player of the year favorite. And it is also by far the most mind-boggling thing ever as to how he does not have any Division One offers. I almost am starting to hope that Simon Kenton pulls a Scott and gets to the regional tournament. And somehow, I know Scott won the region and was able to get to the Sweet 16, and that's how Jake Omer got his scholarship offer to Western. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Simon Kenton can get to the Sweet 16, but it'd be nice to see if maybe they can make some noise at the regional level and it catches some coaches' attention. But Kelly Nice, congratulations. Obviously, another great performance and a very storied career at Simon Kenton, uh, their highest score of all time. And Simon Kenton's a big school. A lot of players go through that program and definitely Kelly Nice being there, greatest of all time there. And it's, it's crazy to think of how many players in the kind of Northern Kentucky area right now that we consider greatest of all time in their programs. Wide Vita St. Henry, Kelly Neese at Simon Kenton, Scotty Drought at Beachwood. Uh, hell, we're on the way there with Jacob Meyer at Holy Cross. So it, it, right now, basketball in Northern Kentucky is just huge. But speaking of Northern Kentucky, Adam, uh, Adam, if you want to take it away with the last kind of highlight performance. All right. So now we're going to go through the top 10 uh, points per game and rebounds per game leaders at this point in the season in Northern Kentucky. Uh, Kelly Neese leads all point scorers at 30.6 points per game, and he is third overall in the state as well. At second is Jacob Meyer from Holy Cross at 25.5, then Scotty Droud from Beachwood at 24.9, Sam Vincent from Highlands at 23.6, then Dylan Hammonds from Grant County at 22.2. At sixth is Quantas Calloway from Holmes at 21.3. Seventh is Wyatt Beath uh, from St. Henry at 20.5. Tied for eighth are Carson Shermer from Bishop Rossert and Brant Smithers at, from Walton Verona at 20.2 points per game. And coming closing out the top 10 is Joel Isles from Newcath at 19.5. And moving on to rebounders, uh, Dylan Hammonds is at 10.9 rebounds per game, at uh, leading by a pretty large margin in rebounds per game in Northern Kentucky. Uh, Sam Vincent is at 10.1 rebounds per game. Him and Dylan Hammers is the only two averaging a double-double at this point in the season. Then Cassidy Jones from Heritage at 9.7. Eric Davey from Campbell County at 9.0. Chandler Starks from Covcath at 8.9. Jeremiah Hicks from Holy Cross at 8.6. Mitchell Riley from Covcath at 8.5. Cam Patterson from Scott at 7.9. Billy Wilgenstall from Dixie at 7.8. And closing out the top 10 is Scotty Droud from Beachwood at 7.7 rebounds per game. All right, so going through the district matchups, we're going to go from top to bottom, or I guess bottom to top, left to right, if you want to go geographically. First up in the 31st district, um, unconfirmed yet because we do have some seating left. Uh, Trimble County did beat Gallatin County tonight. Gallatin coming off a COVID pause so that probably had a big effect on that considering Allison beat Trimble County by 11 earlier this year but um, that district I think is going to be one of one of the districts that is just going to be closely competitive uh, I think three teams really can win it uh, that's Gallison, Owen and Henry County I think Henry County is probably the favorite but I would I'm personally if we're making predictions I'm going to say Owen County 
uh, just because I think they do have kind of just this threat of being able to kind of steal games unexpectedly. I think they kind of sneak around. They always hang in games, and then they just kind of take the result. Um, but, yeah, I think Owen County is definitely a team to watch in there. But, but yeah, guys, I don't, what do you think about the 31st? What have you seen from there? I like the Owen County pick a lot. I mean, we've seen what they've been doing this year. I think I agree with all of you on that. But maybe Gallatin can pull it off. I'm kind of – that would be pretty cool. But more than likely, probably not. Yeah, I hate to stay chalk on this one, but I'd have to agree. I do really want to see Gallatin pull this off, though. And coming off the COVID layoff, they still have another five, six days until district starts. Hopefully they can be healthy until then, get five or six days of practice, and maybe I think they play another game on Saturday too, so hopefully they'll get their feet under them there. Hopefully pick up a win, get some momentum going into districts, then Gallatin can maybe make the region and make a run. All right, moving on to the 32nd district. This will be played at Williamstown. We have the round matchups is Simon Kemp will be playing Williamstown and Walton Verona versus Grant County in their district games. And I'm pretty sure Walton Verona has this in the bag for right now, at least. I think Simon Ken could make a threat, but as of right now, I'm very high on Walton Verona win this game. What are your thoughts about that, guys? Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one, considering the fact that Simon Ketton beat Walton Verona 80-57 to 57 earlier in the season uh, just by that. But, okay. <laughs> Cut that. Let me restart. I'm going to have to be like, all right, I think SK's got this one in the bag. Um, yeah, can I redo that? Yep. I'm going to redo that. Redo it? I said we keep it in. Are you going to be an asshole? Can we have the laugh track back? And it just doesn't sound like I got absolutely obliterated yeah. by like oh, Stephen yeah, yeah. A. Smith. No we'll laugh track this. Oh, uh, that's just not funny. <laughs> you, you didn't even laugh. You're like, but okay. <laughs> He's like, Dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> Following that, we have the 33rd district that's being played at Boone County. For those games, we have Connor playing Boone County and then Ryle playing Cooper. Um, Boone County's been playing some okay basketball, but I definitely think Connor's going to be able to come out of this district easily handed, in my opinion. I think they've been playing for that district, good basketball against all those teams. Uh, but the Boone, Boone Ryle, Cooper is kind of a circle of all of them could be technically the second seed right now, but Connor's definitely the main one coming out of that district. Yeah, Connor's district to lose by far. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. The real game to look at here is Cooper versus Ryle for the runner-up, as we would assume, if they'd lose to Connor in the championship. Uh, earlier in the season, Cooper traveled, traveled to Ryle after Cooper was on a two-week layoff from COVID, and they lost 37-28. to 28. So this game will be played at, was at Boone County. So it's at a neutral site. Be very interesting to see if this maybe changes. It looks like Cooper is going in a little bit of a better direction than Ryle right now. So I'd probably take Cooper over Ryle right now, even though that Ryle beat them in the regular season. What do you guys think? I definitely have Cooper for that game. Yeah, give me Cooper. Uh, Tim Sullivan's just going to get the job done. January, February, Sullivan, April. All right. So now we're going to go into the 34th district. Uh, the one seed is St. Henry. The two is Dixie. The three is Lloyd. The four is Ludlow. And the five is Villa. 
So the four or five playing game will be Ludlow versus Villa. That should be an interesting one. But I think Ludlow will definitely overcome Villa in that one to play against St. Henry, which I don't think will be a very close one. And then Dixie versus Lloyd, two versus three. Lloyd is definitely moving in the right direction right now. They've gained some momentum the last few weeks, as Jacob mentioned earlier, had a five-game winning streak. But Dixie is a very solid team, and I just don't think Lloyd has what it takes to overcome that big of a challenge right now. Do you guys disagree disagree? I agree with that completely. It's more it's more Lloyd is definitely trending in the right direction and they're playing the best basketball at the right time. But um, obviously, yeah, I think Dixie just naturally is a very talented team. And like you said before, same I think it's it's St. Henry's district to lose, but I don't I don't think that's a for certain thing. I think I, I we talked about this before the podcast. For whatever reason, I feel like Dixie could sneak something in there. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it, yeah, I think that right now you have to give it to St. Henry. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, but I would not be surprised if Dixie pulled this one off. All right, moving to the 35th district. Obviously, that's the big one. It's Cuffcath versus Holmes and then Holy Cross versus Beachwood. Obviously, I think everyone's looking at the Holy Cross versus Beachwood kind of a similar situation with the 33rd district. Everyone's looking at that runner-up game or I guess the 2-3 game. But um, Cuffcath-Holmes, I think everyone knows Cuffcath's probably going to win that game. Probably as in they definitely will. And Cuffcast likely going to win the district. But Holy Cross versus Beachwood, this is going to be a telltale sign. Is it going to be Scotty Drought's last game wearing Beachwood's uniform? Or will Jacob Meyer come in and be able – or will he be able to get it done? Or will he – will Jacob Meyer not get a chance to play at the regional level yet? Um, or at least, you know, in the, in the in the same role that he is right now. So I think – Looking at that, it's such a toss-up. But I think right now, I think Beachwood's maturity. Beachwood's been there. They're better. They have had seasoned guys. Um, I think Beachwood's going to be able to get it done. And then Cuffcath to beat Beachwood in the district final. But what do you guys think? Obviously, Cuffcath with being the favorite. But uh, I think the big discussion is between that uh, Holy Cross Beachwood game. But what do you guys think? I really like Beachwood a lot. I mean, they came off a win against Dixie last week and Holy Cross just lost to Brossard last week. So they're kind of in a, not like a state of shock, but they're kind of like off a little bit. So they're probably might come to that game a little hesitant. And like you said about the maturity of Beachwood, I like that a lot. So I think that game will be very, very good. And Cuffcath will definitely win that district. Yeah, I agree. As far as trends go, Beachwood is trending in the right direction, so is Cuffcath. And Holy Cross is a little stalling right now, which is interesting to see. But Holy Cross has tons of firepower at, at the scoring level, as we've seen with Jacob Meyer, Blake Robinson, Brandon McClendon, all those guys. They have four guys averaging double-digit points per game. So if they can get hot, they can beat Beachwood. They did it in the regular season, so we know they can do it already. But – Beating them twice, especially a senior-loaded team like Beachwood, Will Downton and Scotty Drought are not going to want that to be their last game at, as a Beachwood player. I, I just don't see this as Holy Cross this year. All righty, moving on to the 36th district, which is going to be playing at Dayton this year. Highlands as the one seed versus the Bellevue-Dayton playing game for the four seed. Uh, Highlands, for sure, are going to win that game to go to the title game. Then we have Newcastle versus Newport. 
Uh, Newcath has been playing down a little as of late, but I think them beating Newport by 30 earlier in the season, I think this will be a pretty simple game for them. They'll be able to be the runner-up of that district and make it to region. Your guys' thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think we'll know pretty quickly into this one how what type of game it'll be. How Newport likes to play is they love to slow teams down and just get into really low-scoring battles, like a nice little 12-8 at the end of the first quarter. So if it's under 30 points from either team at the end of the first half, I like Newport in this one. But if Newcath can play with their pace – and do what they do, I don't think they're going to have a problem. But Newport has been able to do that. They did it with Connor. They did it with Simon Kenton for about half the game. I just don't think with Newcath's size, though, that they can keep up. Yeah, I completely agree with Adam. I think it's just a matter of – sorry, Jacob, I didn't interrupt you. But uh, I think it's a matter of can Newcath just – if Newcath plays their game. It's It's a matter of just who can play their game, who has control of the tempo, who dictates the game. And whoever does that and is going to uh, whoever's whoever does that is just going to be able to go be able to play at regionals. But um, we'll see kind of who shows up and who's able to really put their foot on the game. All right, moving mm-hmm. on to thirty seventh yeah, district, yeah. we have Scott, Broster, Camel County, Calvary. Usually, this district is just a toss up between Camel County and Scott, but this year is a little bit different. I think it, Cal, I think Calvary's just shown that anybody can beat anybody. I think Camel County is still the clear favorite, just as they are usually every year. But you look at Scott and Brosser, and that's obviously the big game. Who Who's the runner-up um, to determine who gets to go in that region? I know it's not the region that we usually talk about, but uh, Campbell County likely going to get things done against Calvary, although Calvary definitely has shown that the, you, you can't take you can't take them lightly. Calvary can beat you, and they I think they, they have this established game plan of how they have a recipe to win. But obviously, Campbell County has the talent that just is at points too much. Scott Brossard, I think Scott's definitely favorite. I think Scott ended – Scott last year was is such a different team than this year. I think that was one of the biggest questions coming into this season was, which Scott are we going to get? Are we going to get the usual Scott that is a traditional good team um, out of independence, or are we going to get the last year's team that struggles? And they struggled against Calvary, We and we asked the question, okay, it's just Scott – what what's going on and i think brossard has shown that they i think brossard and calvary have both shown that they are worse than scott and i think scott's playing their best basketball as of right now and i think they'll beat brossard but what do you guys think i think calvary definitely has spiced things up a little bit in terms of you can't take anything just you, you can't make any assumptions in that district but what do you guys think yeah, I, I completely agree with you. You you cannot read off the Cal- what the Calgary Cougars have done these past couple of weeks. It's really cool to see out of a small school like that. And it, they have a really tough matchup. You, It's really funny. I'd like to point out you said for the runner-up game, for the 1-4 game, which is Scott versus Calgary, assuming that Campbell County is going to win the district in the 2-3 game, or uh, Scott versus Bishop Rossert. All right, and finally, the last district we'll be talking about tonight is the 38th district, which is going to be played at Harrison County. Uh, we have the 1-4 game is Harrison County versus Nicholas County, and then the 2-3, which is Pendleton County versus Robertson County. Um, I like Robertson County a lot in this district. They've been playing some really good basketball all year. I definitely think they're probably going to come off to win that district. Yeah, that was a tough blind draw for uh, the 
three teams in the district for Pendleton County, the draw Robertson County, who's the one team they lost to in the regular season. It's unfortunate. Moving on to our next topic of discussion, it is the ninth region tournament early preview as the ninth region tournament is about two weeks away. We have the potential top seeds being Cuffcath, Highland, St. Henry, and Connor. Um, all obvious bigs right there with the probably the least, like the number four of uh, the top seeds probably being Connor. And then the potential lower seeds, we have Holy Cross Beachwood. That game is going to be really exciting to see who's going to be in that uh, – Make be able to make it a region. New Cath will probably be uh, that second team out of the district. Dixie once again. Um, they could potentially be a top seed if they're able to sneak past St. Henry, which is definitely possible. But St. Henry probably still claim that top seed. And then out of the Cooper Ryle game, uh, that'll be really exciting. But they're probably at the bottom of the potential lower seeds. So, what do you guys think about all that? I definitely agree. I think looking at those, it's more so. You have you have the teams that can win it, and I think you have the four teams, which we have as potential top seeds, Cuffcath, Highland, St. Henry, and Connor. Um, I don't think Connor is a contender per se, but they definitely could be they definitely could put together an upset and potentially meet a team like Highlands or St. Henry. Um, you're looking at the lower seeds, you're looking at Holy Cross and Beachwood. I think a lot of people would consider Beachwood a regional contender just because they've beaten Cuffcath before in recent years. And I know very different teams year by year, but if Beachwood can beat St. Henry and St. Henry can beat Covcath, I, I, and, and again, I know transit of property is just not a good way to base things off, but I do think Beachwood has the talent to beat Covcath. And I think a lot of people see that. And I think Holy Cross has the talent to scare, but I don't think Holy Cross is a true contender. Um, so I just think you look at Covcath, Highland, St. Henry and Beachwood as the, as the, as the four teams that are probably the deserving to be the semifinals. We'll see if the draw the regional draw ends up being that way. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that, on those four teams that are really there. And I think Dixie is number five on the outside looking in right right there with Holy Cross. And Holy Cross is a year away. And next year, I, I really think they're going to be a serious contender in the ninth region. And then just a little note, the first round for the ninth region tournament, we played the higher seeds gym and the semifinals and the finals we played at Holmes this year due to BB and Tyrion not being able to host because of – Horizon League rules. Yep. All right. So to round out the episode, we're going to go through the top tens. Um, a, a shakeup this week. Obviously, I think every, everyone had a little bit of a shakeup, but here we go. Um, number 10, we have Newport Central Catholic. Uh, Adam, you did not put them at number 10. You put Simon Kenton, but Jacob and I put NCC there. Um, Jacob, I think we, Jacob, I think we agree in that we believe NCC can get it done. It's just a matter of uh, what team they, shows up. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, Adam, Simon Ken's obviously, I think, deserving. But what about Simon Ken makes you put them over NCC? Uh, specifically was the win against Ashland Blazer last uh, Saturday. I thought that was a really great win for them because they've had – they have a solid record. They're above 500 this season, but they didn't have any real key wins and I think that's a win that they, you can really point towards and say that that's one of their best wins of the season. And that's mm-hmm. really what they were missing. Mm-hmm. Coming in at nine, we have Campbell County. And then at eight, Scott. Um, Adam, again, you kind of had them flip. Jacob and I had Scott and Campbell County at eight and nine, respectively. You had Campbell at eight, Scott at nine. Um, what about Scott – or excuse me, what about Campbell County? 
has them ahead of Scott still, even though I believe Scott did beat Campbell County. So if we want to revert back to that uh, zing and earlier in the episode, Scott did beat Campbell County. So what about Campbell County kind of puts them at eight for you. So uh, yes, Scott did beat Campbell County, but as I, I like to mention all the time, I like to look at where the, how uh, teams are trending and as Scott is trending in a great direction right now, but I, I just really like where Campbell County is at and Campbell County, as you've mentioned multiple times, runs the 37th district. And I just really don't see them losing to Scott in that district game. So that's why I have them slotted ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Connor, number six, Holy Cross. I think um, all of us really have that consensus, just kind of that Holy Cross is a sneaker team, but uh, Jake, you have Holy Cross at seven and Connor at six. Um, why do you have Connor or the Cougars ahead of the uh, Indians? Uh, like Adam, uh, it's a, it's sort of a trend lately, and they're kind of trending in a middle-of-the-road, mediocre direction heading into districts as they just came off a loss to a Bishop Brosser team. And as we, we've seen all season, like you said, that most of these teams, it's just a matter of what shows up that night, and Holy Cross has had that all year, whether is that explosion going to happen or is a slowness going to happen. And I think Connor is on that rise, as we've talked about, them probably going to be the potential that top seed. And I think they're trending in a better direction than Holy Cross right now. Mm-hmm. Number five, Dixie. Number four, Beachwood. Number three, Highlands. And then here's where we get to the new shakeup. Number two, Covcath. And number one, St. Henry for the first time in a very long time. St. Henry, the region number one, uh, the number two team in the state of Kentucky right now. Everyone had that top five. So nothing really to discuss. I think it's pretty clear. Kind of who who was the top five? I think a lot, you you can change some of those around, but I think right now for certain, St. Henry's established himself as the best team in the region, just based off resume, just based off who they've beaten. Uh, Cuffcats still probably the favorite to win the region, still probably truly I'd say the best team in the region, but head to head results, obviously that game matters when it comes to that. So, um, guys, any further comments before we close out? Uh, I'd like to apologize to Beachwood for dropping them so far in my rankings last week after the loss to Camp Gallatin County. That was a very large overreaction. All right. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you guys next week.